Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Active Quest. This is episode 30. I'm your host, Joseph Yaden, and joining me today is Mr. Josh Nichols. Hello, Josh. Hey, how are you doing? Well, as we just... <laughs> are you sure you want to ask that? As we just discussed, <laughs> I'm in a little bit of pain. I'll tell you guys about it a little later, I guess. Uh, but other than that, I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Uh, and uh, joining me as well is uh, Chris Pendle. How's it going, Chris? I'm doing excellent. Thank you very, very much for asking. Yeah, I'm, we're, I'm glad to have you back. Yeah, we missed you last week. Um, yeah, we held down the fort barely. It was, Thank you it, very much. It was like a like a house that's on fire, and we just put a band aid over it. <laughs> no, it but, wasn't like that. <laughs> we but we missed you. Uh, and uh, what? So what was going on last week? I, I forget. It was, you said it was work related, right? Yeah. So I just got a new job, and uh, I just couldn't get away from it because it was a training shift. Uh, yeah. um, just uh, going through the transitional period. I will be away in two weeks' time, I believe. But from from then on, I'll try to be on as much as possible. But most weeks, I'll be on. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I mentioned last week, you gotta eat. So you know, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So no worries. But anyway, it's good for all of us uh, to be here today. Um, and you know, one thing you always hear is that uh, after E three, it kind of dies down a little bit uh, when it comes to news. But I don't know if I mean as you can tell by the by the run of show it's it's crazy. I mean, nothing major, although Nintendo keeps just like I, Nintendo's wild, man. I don't even know. So, uh we'll talk about some more Nintendo stuff. Um we've got I just uh, wanted to address uh Comic-Con too and just let our listeners know. Oh, obviously, know. yeah. There were all kinds of awesome things and those are things that we'd love to talk about, but it's like there's already the point the main main point of the show of being games and there's already a lot of news on that on top of it being on top of it being something we don't we we don't really cover but like also like we already have too much to cover as it is yeah Yeah, lots of cool stuff we're all we're all into that stuff lots of cool stuff and also there's a there was um leaked footage of the avengers game um that somebody captured on their phone or or like or i don't know maybe it wasn't a phone but it looked like it um but anyway i don't really want to like dive too far into that just because the whole like leaking thing and like you know promoting that i guess i don't know it's it's a weird thing like on on playstation lifestyle we were we covered that story and i I had to run it by the editor-in-chief i'm like hey is this actually okay because i don't want to get in trouble with square about this or whatever so 
it's, it's almost like it's almost like a pirated movie. In yeah, that, like, you're you're like, hey, uh, we saw some of this and we'll talk about it, even though like, right. you're not really supposed to even see that. Yeah, so I don't. I don't the thing really is, wanna... though, oh, go ahead. As a journalist, it's your duty to reveal stuff or just uh, to report on things right right so it's not really your fault if someone leaks that footage you have to report it right <laughs> that, that's the that's your duty as a journalist to do yeah i th- i think that's fair and that's why i'm like mentioning it at least like just saying hey there was leaked footage you can go find it if you want but i totally if you want to if you want to go find it it's not too hard to find we, we just feel we, we just feel weird posting a link i do but yeah. if you yeah. want to see it and if you want to see, if you want to be even less interested than you already were like me <laughs> you know, go, go watch it mm-hmm. yeah i should just release it at this point i think because it's been seen so much oh so. the footage yeah it's supposed to come out yeah. after uh, gamescom sometime in september yeah. but anyway uh so if, yeah in terms of for the rest of the show like i mentioned nintendo's uh, in the news um We'll talk about that. Uh, June's NPD results came out. Um, some interesting facts about uh, Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, and a bunch of other stories. I mean, Luigi's Mansion got a release date. The Uplay Plus games lineup was revealed, which I think is a really good lineup. Uh, and then uh, a couple other stories. Blizzard's co-founder left the company after 28 years, which is wild. Um and then we'll get into some listener questions and talk about what we've been playing. I've been playing some Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch. I'm and so excited to hear you talk about that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a video game. <laughs> so, But yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, and then, Chris, you've been playing this game called Teppin that I have really like yeah. no idea what even that is. But you'll, Interesting. <laughs> I'll, I'm, I look forward to your thoughts. And then Judgment, it looks like you've been playing too. And I'm really excited to hear you uh, talk about that because that's one that's mm-hmm. been on my radar. I just haven't had a chance to I was surprised by it. That's, that's all I'll say for now. You okay. have to stay tuned. Yeah. And then, Josh, it looks like you've been playing a lot of the same from last week. So hopefully you'll have a little bit more to report back on some of those titles. Um, cool. All right. Oh, I almost forgot the most important thing. Yep. Oh, God. Okay. okay. There we go. There it is. There it is! I like the idea that, like, a new listener is checking it out, and they're just like, what is, like, what is that joke? I don't understand. So maybe we should just fill it. it it's not really a joke, it's just we drink LaCroix. That's it. That's the joke. I'm drinking Diet Coke because Nick Scarpino cursed me with this. What? <laughs> what did he do? What did he just keep, so like he, he has a thing coke. on. He has a thing on kind of funny where he's just addicted to diet coke, and now I've, I've got that affliction as well. Hmm. Mm. Well, you, you're not stooping as low as as uh, Josh and I. Uh, you're drinking that spicy water. <laughs> yeah, you've, ex- you've expressed your disdain for for Lacroix on several occasions. Um, okay. Except the apricot flavor. That's good. Yeah. I like the flavor where it doesn't fucking get all over my monitor. Holy shit. I, I, gotta, I gotta, like, do it away from the monitor. Oh, my God. Context. <laughs> all right, anyway. Um, if you guys are ready, let's hop into some news. So, um, as you guys may recall, last week Nintendo announced a new Switch model called the uh, N- Nintendo Switch Lite. And for those who don't know, it's just a it's a smaller version of the Switch, a portable version. Uh, you can't take away the Joy Cons. It doesn't talk to a t- to a TV. A little bit longer of a battery life, and uh, it's less expensive. It's two hundred dollars. So everybody was like, "Okay, that's the new Nintendo Switch model. Awesome." 
Well, it turns out, oh, literally a week later, they, they announced another new Nintendo Switch model, although it's not what you might expect. Um, so this model is uh, sort of, it's replacing the, the base model. Uh, it's going to be the same price, uh, and the main feature is that it has a longer battery life. So the old Nintendo, or like the old base Nintendo Switch, uh, its battery life was between two and a half and six and a half hours, which is a pretty long range. If you I ask don't know me. how somebody gets six and a half hours battery life. Out Maybe of if you're playing like the NES games on it, you know. I Maybe. yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, I have no idea. Yeah, but anyway, this new model uh, is it's going to have between four point five and nine hours of battery life, which is like really noticeable. Actually, I think that's man like. Uh, I, that's I, a good incre- that's a good increase in battery for no price difference. Yeah, yeah and uh, so I guess the, the thing I wanted to ask you guys is, well, Chris, you don't actually own a Switch, do you? Like, you have what your roommate no, has one or something. I don't. Okay, yeah. well, so, so for so for you, this actually might be a great opportunity to get a Switch because now that's just the base model. But I guess the question I had is like for for users who already have one, w- like, what is the motivation to get another one? Is there even a motivation to get another one? Uh, so that's what I wanted to ask you, Josh. I guess since you're the only other one who has um, a switch, it 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 maybe. And I say that because I've got a launch model. Mine's the one we got like at release, you know, yeah. with, with Zelda and Bomberman and whatnot. Um, so maybe, but my maybe uh, there's a little bit more information to my maybe, and that's I also have stick drift happening on my left Joy-Con a little bit. Um, and so it's like, I already need to replace the Joy-Cons anyway. Maybe I'll just trade the entire, you know, maybe I'll just buy, buy this new model and then just, you know, trade that one in. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, my wife has the Pokemon one, so there's no way. (laughs) Oh no. That thing is so swanky. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like for you, Chris, does this entice you to buy a, a base model of the Switch or were you more leaning towards the light version or not getting one at all? What are your thoughts? I'm I'm trying to figure it out. I think I'll be getting the normal Switch that's coming out like with the with the larger battery life. Yeah. I think I might as well just wait and save up. Uh that's that's my plan right now. Uh like I'm excited to get a Switch of my own that I can take around with me, take anywhere I want, you know, to the mall or uh, and yours would actually be portable. Like, I'm excited. See, yeah. Mine and Joe's um, but... isn't really portable because the battery life is so bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, to me, like, as someone who just plays it at home, it's not too big of a deal for me because I, I play it in the short bursts, you know? Um, yeah. So I play it like an hour and a half, two hours of Smash, and then I, I say, okay, I've had enough. So yeah. I just put it down on the dock and then it charges again. So it's not a big deal yeah, for me. Yeah. If, if you're just playing it at, like, at home, and you don't really take it with you, then the battery's, it's not noticeable. It's just, I, I've taken it with me somewhere that takes up like a third of the space in my backpack. And then it's right. like, I get there, my battery's at 78% because I forgot to charge it. And then like, how long do I get to play it? Right. You know, it's, so sometimes it, I'll be about to bring it. And I'm like, eh, no. Yeah. Like I was playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance at work the other day and <laughs> I, I, it was like just starting to get good. And then it was like dying. I'm like, fuck, uh, like, okay. like, God damn it. I just started. What the hell? So right. yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Um, one final thing to note before we move on on this is uh, it's supposed to be coming out sometime mid-August. Nintendo didn't really give like a like a solid release date on that, which is kind of unusual. But I just want to say something really quick too that I think this is interesting because I've seen people say like Nintendo doesn't usually do these like sneaky little silent kind of updates where like it's not really a different skew or anything. It's just a slight, you know. 
Anyway, I just want to say uh, they did this with the Game Boy Advance SP. It was there was the AGS uh, hyphen zero zero one and then AGS hyphen one zero one, and the, for the for the uh, uh, SKUs or whatever, uh, the serial numbers would end in that. I think is what it was the model number. But anyway, what it was is the this the one hundred one had the uh, truly backlit screen, so the front lit screen, and then like the battery life was a little better. So I just think it's neat they're doing that again because I don't think they've done this since then. Yeah. And then uh, the other uh, quick thing and kind of tied into this is the new Joy-Con that are coming out. There are are two new sets. Um, Those will be coming out October 14th and they'll retail. Those look sharp too. I like those blue and yellows. Yeah, they do. They're going to retail for 80 bucks. So there's two sets. There's one, it's uh, purple and orange. And then the other one is blue and neon yellow. Uh, And yeah, those are really cool. And actually what's interesting is I think Nintendo sort of like acknowledging you know the the joy-con drift issue that a lot of people have been having um and honestly i'm surprised we haven't seen more joy-con so uh that you can look forward to that uh i mean the end of the year for nintendo is gonna be really awesome pokemon this whole year yeah this whole year it's insane yeah um cool so let's move on here um i'm a nerd with this kind of thing so i just wanted to touch on the npd results for uh the month of june um and let me Get it. Okay, I'll just read through the top 10 NPD games, uh, best-selling games for the month of June. Keep in mind, these are sorted by dollar sales, not number of units sold. And actually, before I do that, if there is a game, like one, one skew of one game that costs like just fat, like a thousand or whatever, like a crazy amount of money. Like, wasn't there like a <laughs> dead Island or dying light or something? One of those games where the collector's edition was like thousands of dollars. Do you guys remember that? Where you got like a you got like a fort like a fortress like a zombie fortress or like there was another I can't remember there is some collector's editions that are just like outlandish and they cost like hundreds of thousands of dollars or something crazy anyway if that was on if somebody bought that it would like have like a like a head like a leg up on the NPD results anyway I just thought of that um, okay here are the t- <laughs> here are the top ten games in order. Um, Super Mario Maker 2, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, Mortal Kombat 11, Grand Theft Auto 5, which is just unreal to me, Minecraft, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Marvel Spider-Man, NBA 2K19, Mario Kart 8. Uh, according to this result, it says Mario Kart 8. It, it doesn't say Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but I assume it, I mm, they either lump 8 and 8 Deluxe together, or this is 8 Deluxe, because I there's no way just Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. probably Deluxe, because Deluxe is, like, actually, like, the top-selling game on yeah, the yeah, Switch, yeah. too. It's just this this uh, report here from uh, VentureBeat doesn't say Deluxe, but anyway. Um, and then Days Gone. Um, so, not really a whole lot of surprises there. Are there any that jump out at you guys? Yeah. Um, Crash Team Racing, I think, at number two, right? Mm-hmm. Um you said yeah. that is due to the monetary sales, and like that's at a cheaper price point, right? Uh, from the usual sixty dollars, so um, that's a good thing for Crash fans. I think that the Crash Team Racing is doing well. Uh, maybe we'll get a new CTR or a new Crash Bandicoot. Uh, I know Activision said that Crash and Spyro are like premier franchises for them now. So yeah, they did uh, say that. Maybe we'll see some more stuff. Yeah. Uh... So I'm with you on that. Like, yeah, obviously the the sales have been really awesome, and so that might warrant a, a new entry in that series. But um, they're they're kind of treating uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled as almost like a games of service, not quite, but almost like that, where you know constant yep. updates and all these events. Well, like that get, that gets kind of weird, you know. Like 
what they just drop support for it one day to to support the sequel i mean i guess that's not unheard of but no it's not unheard of um, yeah. Fighting games do that all the time. Destiny right. does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Destiny. Eventually stop supporting the first Destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe after a couple years, I'm just kind of thinking. And, and and on top of that, it's not like you're pouring like uh, actual money into the game for a year or two and then jumping over like yeah. Destiny. That's true. So. That's yeah. Ma- that's a good point. Yeah, because in Destiny, you like put all this time and money into this character and then the new game comes out and you have to start from scratch whereas in uh crash team racing it's not really set up like that so yeah i guess that's a fair point how long do you guys think they'll support it though before moving on to another uh, yeah. entry uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah that's probably fair um yeah the only other one that uh <laughs> that jumped out at me obviously grant the thought five is just absurd <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's on it's it's on the top NPD list every month, so I, I guess it shouldn't yeah. be surprising. But I mean, that game came out on PS3 and 360. I'm, I'm not too surprised though, yeah, um, because I, I was around EB Games or GameStop um, around here, and they were selling Grand Theft Auto 5 for 20 bucks, and it comes with um, some in-game money as well. Yeah. So yeah. so it's like that special edition that they have. So that's right. a really good deal um, for those yeah, yeah. who want that's to get into the... GTA Online still. Right, yeah. uh, that's for the online mode, the the yeah the cash yeah. Um, and then yeah, a couple other uh, basketball, which I guess isn't surprising. Um, Days Gone at number ten. Man, that you know what's interesting about Days Gone is as much flack as that game has gotten, which I really don't think is deserved. I think that game's actually pretty good. Um, it's it's been doing well in terms of sales. Uh, so I, I'm sure. Well, the we'll... mouth probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure- I did see a little bit of the, what I call the crackdown effect, though, where there was enough people c- complaining about the game that I feel like there was like way more fans being vocal than you normally would see. Yeah. You know, like That's- like like for positive too. You know, like I keep people say it's their game of the year, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's what uh, I mean, it's a good game, well, right? Like you know, it's not it's 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 not a bad game, but it's not like. It's not a 10 out of 10 game. It's a Far no. Cry yeah. game. Yeah. What did you That's say? That's Chris- what Chris Souza said, right? Uh, back a few weeks ago when we had him on. Um, he's the uh, head of Pixel River PR. And he said that, uh, you know, like bad press is good press, right? Um, yeah. It, yeah. If your review, it, it, if your game is being covered a lot, like Days Gone has been, you know, it was a big kind of controversy, big discussion over that. That means more sales. And that's evidence of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And and honestly, I I think that game's fine. Like, I really don't think it deserves a five out of ten or whatever the fuck. So no, I think yeah. it's a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with a seven. So some of my favorite games are sevens. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Let's keep it uh, with the NPD results here. Um. We're gonna move on a little bit though. Uh. To a kind of a different side of things. Um. So Matt Piscatella of the NPD group. Uh, he's really awesome. If you haven't, if you aren't following him on Twitter, please do because he always posts really interesting stats. Uh, and a couple weeks ago, he he started uh, like asking people questions, like, "Hey, what what uh, facts do you want to know? Like, what uh, sales results do you want to know?" And somebody asked him about superhero games, and he listed the the mm. top ten superhero games in order, uh, best you know, best selling games. Uh, and the number one best selling superhero game is Marvel Spider Man, which Okay, maybe you might expect that, but what's really interesting about that is that Marvel Spider-Man is only on PS4, whereas every other game on this list is multi-platform. So the rest of the list, uh, Arkham City... That's crazy. 
right? Yeah. So Arkham City, Arkham Knight, Lego Batman, uh, Lego Marvel superheroes, Spider Man the movie. That's the Sam Raimi movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Spider Spider Man the movie two, the sequel to that. Injustice Gods Among Us, Arkham Asylum, and Injustice Two. So think about all those games, and even a lot of those games are not only multi platform but multi er, uh, cross generational. So yeah, think of all the this platforms. Is a good thing. This is a good thing for the, the that genre of games in general too, because when Marvel and Sony were discussing this game happening, they told Sony they wanted this to be treated as a first party exclusive and receive the same kind of care and attention. Right. And I'm sure that was part of the deal, of course, but I'm just saying, like, this game got like first party, you know, funding and support. So I'm sure that, that, that this will increase the budget. They're they're gonna see like, oh, if we pour more money into the budget for this, you know, genre, we're, we're going to see, you know, bigger and better uh, superhero games. Like, what I'm saying is uh, Arkham City's fantastic, but how great is it that we that we can go from, like, that being the best fighting or best superhero game to being, like, just an average superhero game just simply because the genre is just going to keep going up and up and up, you know? In terms of I would quality, say as yeah. well that Spider-Man is, like, the first uh, superhero game, like, with a protagonist you can relate to. Um, I think that's a big thing um, that that is um, made it success, you know. And uh, Spider Man as well has had a varied history um, in video games, so uh, I think it makes sense that Spider Man's on top. Um, but it's kind of interesting as well because uh, we did a poll uh, this week, and it's very <laughs> divided. Um, we, we call it a battle of the week, and we do that on our Twitter page at Active Quest Show, and. Uh, we uh, there were nineteen votes. Forty seven percent were towards DC, and fifty three percent was towards Marvel. So we're seeing this big surge of uh, you know from the MCU, um, Spider Man, that kind of stuff into Marvel games. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's next from them. Yeah, that was a fascinating poll because you're right; it was so close, but like yeah. people people were really passionate on it, on either side. You know, the best selling game of 2019 is one that you might not expect. It is uh, Tom Clancy's The The Division 2. And the reason I guess I thought that was unexpected is just because you haven't really, or at least I haven't heard a whole lot of buzz surrounding that game. Like, it came out, it reviewed well, people said that it worked at launch, which is great, (laughs) Um, but like... You just don't really I've hear seen, about it. I've seen Andrew Reiner from Game Informer and Greg Miller from Kind of Funny raving about it all year, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's got really good staying power, too, which I'm sure has uh, led to good word-of-mouth sales. Right. Yeah. That Tom Clancy series is doing so well for Ubisoft. And, um, we saw that at E3, like, it's mostly Tom Clancy games now. And this is why. Um, <laughs> and like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, Ghost Recon... Wildlands was a big hit for Ubisoft as well, and we didn't hear much in the gaming sphere uh, for that game. So uh, I think this has kind of got that Call of Duty Madden kind of effect where the general kind of gamer is playing this game and they're enjoying it because they're playing it with their friends. I, I love, I love you know, uh, you know Siege and I, The Division uh, from what I've played is good. You know, I, I'm down with that, and I'm also, of course, happy for people that, um, also happy for people that like, you know, like the games, but... I, I do wish that that kind of effect you referred to would kind of, you know, turn down a little bit because like I, I also want more you know Rayman games and I want more I want more original IPs from Ubisoft. I see that Ubisoft, creativity they're a very creative. Yeah, they're a very creative uh, company. You know, and I want to see them experiment more like they used to in the past. 
Well, while uh, Tom Clancy games are doing so well, why don't we get a fucking Splinter Cell game up in here? How about that? <laughs> yeah, like, I, can't, I can't believe that we haven't, honestly. I was really expecting an announcement at Because it isn't a live service game. That's why. It, it could be. I mean, not that I'm ad- not that I'm advocating for that, but it totally could be. They, if they could make one, it could still be good. Yeah, yeah like they could do like a single player version, and where you know it's just what you'd expect, and then have like a multiplayer component. I don't know. Like, in fact, that could if it's separate, that could be really cool too. Mm-hmm. I heard it has a really cool multiplayer mode. Um, oh, the spies the versus mercs. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, that's just me venting about Splinter Cell. Um, so yeah, that was some NPD stuff. Uh, let's move on here. This is kind of the one of the bigger stories I wanted to, to touch on. Um, so uh, there's a convention coming up uh, uh, called Gamescom. Uh, it's uh, the, the biggest of the year in terms of attendance. Like, it's something like, God, I can't remember, like, like... I can't remember. I'm going to have to look it up. But there's like a lot of people, way more than E3, that show up to this event. It's in Cologne, Germany, um, and it takes place from August 20th to August 24th. Well, uh, the big story is that uh, both Microsoft and Sony are going to to attend, which is interesting because we haven't seen both of them at the same event in quite some time. Um, even like at last year's uh, E3, uh, Microsoft, well, yeah, Microsoft hasn't really been at E3. In, in terms of like in the building, they've always had their offsite uh, area in the in the Microsoft Theater where they've got all their games and stuff. So the fact that they're both going to be in the same building is kind of interesting. Um, and to me, it's like a I think of like competition and that kind of thing. It, I mean, what do you guys make of this? Is is Sony start, you know starting to jump back into the convention space, and does that mean they have more to talk about? Because uh, clearly, if they're going to be there, it must they must have something, right? I think that they probably saw the reaction to them skipping E3, and probably thought, "Well, let's 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 talk." We, because I think they have stuff to talk about. I think they just chose not to. They so have some more probably... stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. They they might have some more stuff to talk about now. Um... Honestly, hopefully, their entire show is dedicated to medieval. That's what they should do. But if you know, <laughs> like I don't know that they would do that. Go no, ahead. they need to. I want every second of it. Be all but medieval, Joseph. I already have that day requested off from work. Okay, it's October twenty fifth. To play Call of Duty, right? No, to play medieval from start to finish in one sitting. Never heard of it, Chris. What... <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what were you saying? Yeah, they have more stuff in the pipeline now. Um, I don't, I, I don't think those games are ready to be shown um, during E three. You know, this is going to be in August. So it's two months later. Uh, they'll have uh, medieval to show. They'll have concrete genie. They'll have a bunch of stuff that uh, ghost. Um, oh, what's what's the ghost Death of Tsushima? Ghost of Tsushima. You know, yeah. the, the, maybe, maybe Last, Last of, of Us Two could be shown yeah. there because it's rumored to be uh, an early twenty twenty game, right? So I don't know. We'll, maybe we'll see something coming up from. Maybe uh, we'll Games get more Club. footage of The Last of Us Part Two, which would be great. Yeah, uh, don't get it, hopes up though. <laughs> and uh, I just checked. Um, so uh, Gamescom is the world's largest gaming event measured by exhibition space and number of visitors with 370,000 visitors and wow. hundred and uh, uh, 1,037 exhibitors from 56 uh, different countries. I didn't know it was that many. I was going to say something like 100,000. But either way, it totally dwarfs the amount of people that go to E3. That's why when you hear people say, oh, E3 is the biggest convention uh, in, in the world in terms of gaming – Maybe in terms of significance, yes, but in terms of attendance, Gamescom blows it out of the water. Um, Something to keep in mind as well is that it's easier to get around 
Europe. You know, in North America, we have packs, but it's so difficult to access for most people because it's such a big continent, right? But in game at Cologne, you know, you could take a train from London, you could take a train from Paris, you know, that it's easy to get to. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. It, it, all the countries are really close together. Or they're all within maybe an hour or a couple yeah. hours within each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, the last thing I wanted to, to say, too, about uh, Sony being at, uh, at Gamescom. Um, so I don't know if you guys listen to uh, Sacred Symbols. It's Colin Moriarty's podcast. And I know a lot of people don't like him, mm-hmm. but but he, he knows his shit. Anyway, he's been talking about this game that Sony still has that they haven't announced yet. So I wonder if oh. we'll see if we'll see that there. And he said it's like a significant game that, that you know obviously he can't say anything. Um, he knew about Horizon before it came out, so yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. it's a new Guerrilla game. Uh, uh, perhaps a new Killzone. I don't know. I don't know that it would. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, just keep that in mind. There is still like one sort of major, and I think maybe it might be on the same level as uh, as Medieval. And hey, if you're an ex boy like me. We we still have Xbox Experience this year too in London, which was where we'll probably right. get some more information on some uh, UK based uh, Xbox developers like Fable, Rare, yeah, Fable, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, play, Fable, yeah, yeah. So. Fable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll have to see what happens with that. I'm I'm keeping my hopes down to a minimum just just because for uh, sure. Yeah, I mean I do that in my life. Yeah, it's, it's you don't want you don't want to get you don't want to get too hyped, right? You know? Because then you'll be disappointed. Um, My one request for Sony for Gamescom is to see smaller games, smaller titles um, that are really interesting. Um, but we, because we haven't really seen much of those over the last few years. Um, I mentioned this before, but like Ready Set Heroes is probably the only kind of Sony title that's like tight, small. Maybe Concrete. Yeah, I also well. want a but... Sony multiplayer game. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I think they need that just to compete with the the rest of them. You know. Um, so, uh, let's move on here. Uh, this is one that I just find fascinating. So, at E3, Ubisoft announced their Ubisoft, or what is it? It's Uplay Plus, uh, their subscription service, because everybody and their dog has a subscription service now. Um, so, it's on PC <laughs> only. Yeah, it's on uh, PC only right now, uh, but I imagine it should come to consoles, maybe I'm surprised it's not like I like I mean I really am because I mean well it's it's not like they're not on console already yeah you know, other kinds of yeah yeah but you have to think like uh, something like um what's EA's EA's EA Play or EA EA Access EA Access oh yeah um that took a while to come to consoles you know so it, it no that was on Xbox forever well yeah but I think didn't it launch on PC and then it it came no I don't think so well it, it was opposite yeah it was first on Xbox and then it came to PC. Oh, yeah, interesting. That was on Xbox forever. Yeah. Well, then never mind what I said. Although I will say that it it uh, it did take a while to come to PS4 for, for whatever reason. Yes. Well, that's just because Sony is living on their own little sandbox on a hill saying, we don't need anyone. Yeah, well, if that's the case, <laughs> if it did if it did come out on Xbox originally, then yeah, I don't I don't understand this. But anyway, so you you uh, you play... Sorry, I'm just, I'm just angry. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I just want this on Xbox. No, yeah, I totally understand. Um, so you play Plus, uh, there's dozens and dozens of games like so many games i'm not going to read all of them but uh you know you pay it's over a hundred though it's a fucking lot yeah so you pay x amount of dollars it's uh 14.99 a month uh hold on you pay is packed in the oh it's let me read this here uh you play is packed with new releases in the first 12 months for only 14.99 a month yeah 
So you pay $14.99 a month, and then you get all these games. So games like uh, all the Assassin's Creed's, uh, Black Flag, Odyssey, Origins, Revelations. It also includes new releases, too, which is, like, what? Yeah. Uh, all the Far Cries, uh, the new Gods and Monsters that's coming out, that, that new game that looks really cool. Um, Prince of Persia, Rayman, or Raymen, I guess, since there's m- multiple of them. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, the Crew... Uh, oh, the new uh, Ghost Recon game, Breakpoint, that'll be launching on there. The new Rainbow Six game, Quarantine. Um, it's like everything Ubi's ever done. Like all their, yeah. Um, and also worth pointing out, it includes the deluxe versions of the games too. Yep. Uh, all the Splinter Cells, all the Watch Dogs, all two of them. Uh, um, trials, like notable games. So yeah, I hope this comes to console. That's like my main. Uh, I'm at least gonna sign up for a few months when it comes out because I've got a friend that wants to play Breakpoint with me, and for that kind of game, I might not play it for. I might not play it after like a month or two. You know the kind of game it's gonna be. So like it might be good for me to just you know do that. And you have no excuse now if you get that subscription service. Play Beyond Good and Evil, for God's sake. Oh, Play yeah, it's on game. there. Oh, yeah. It's on there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I just I wanted to touch on that just because I thought the lineup was really good, and I'm really hoping it comes to console. Um, oh, so quick start here. We got a release date for Luigi's Mansion 3. The notable thing about this is that it is releasing on uh, October 31st, which is Halloween, which I guess makes sense, but, yes. that's on a, but it's on a Thursday. You don't see games released on a Thursday, at least not... Uh, Notable, usually it's big, Fridays and it's like right. Sundays and sometimes Tuesdays. Sunday, I don't know about Sunday. It's usually Tuesday and Friday. Nintendo usually always does Sunday releases. Oh, they have done Sunday releases actually. Yeah, I do remember that back in the day. But lately, it's either been Tuesday or Friday. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just thought that was weird—a Thursday release. Uh, makes total sense, though. I think I'm so excited about that. Josh, you were really excited about Luigi's Mansion, right? Oh yeah. I mean, this is like this. This is like a day one buy. I'm so excited. Um. Like, the, the, the story mode's gonna be really cool, but, like, also the uh, scare scraper is gonna be really... F- like, just everything about it I'm excited about. This is this is a, this is a system seller, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do, too. Um, uh, Chris, are you excited about Luigi's Mansion? I have to admit, this is one of my favorite games coming up from Nintendo. Um, and I'm surprised, <laughs> you know, I've never really played Luigi's Mansion before. It hasn't really appealed to me before, but this one seems so inventive. Um, I've played my roommate play the original, and it seems really cool. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm interested in playing the third game and, uh, yeah, like I'm excited for its release. Yeah. And I think that's a really smart move to put it out on, uh, on Halloween. Um, okay. A couple more stories here and then we'll uh, get into some listener questions. Uh, so this is one from, uh, PlayStation Lifestyle. Uh, this is from Brianna Reeves. Uh, a way out and Detroit become human devs say Twitch and YouTube actually help sales. Uh, and before we actually get into the story, well, actually, here, let's get into the story, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, so there were, the two developers were at, uh, at a talk at Game Lab uh, in Barcelona, and that's uh, Joseph Ferris of, of the Haze Light from A Way Out, and then David Cage, Quantum, uh, Quantum Theory, what is it? Quantum Dream. Quantic Dream. Quantum Dream, yeah. Jesus. Quantic Dream, yeah. Jesus. All right. So they were talking. Um, so Cage said, quote, uh, we can we can never count exactly how many endings uh, there were to Detroit. Uh, it was not about the endings. It was about having a different path leading to different endings. The journey itself is different and different characters can be present or be dead or make different more choices and be uh, in different situations by the end. Um, so 
this is in regards to like you know all their different branching paths and people like to watch the endings and watch the different paths and uh on youtube or twitch and for a game like that it really makes sense because you want to see all the different uh outcomes um and then uh yeah cage just sort of went on and started talking about the community uh he said quote um what we realized is the very positive impact this had on the community on the sales of the game in the past youtubers were very problematic for us because players were watching those videos thinking okay i've got the story i don't need to play the game i know what it's about with Detroit, the opposite happened. Uh, they were showing one walkthrough, but they couldn't show all of the things that happened in all of the branches. Players watching thought, "Quote: I wish I, I wish he'd done this." Suddenly, they became <laughs> suddenly they became our allies, and they helped us to promote the game. So, I wanted to stop there. Um, that's an interesting point. But what it says to me is that, the, from a developer point of view, they that must mean that they have to make all these different branching paths, and it's like crazy a lot of work like if for this method to work right because if if it's just if it's like walking dead or whatever where it's just one story yeah people watch it on youtube and never talk about it again or never you know consider buying it whereas with this yeah i mean i don't know if you've if listeners out there played detroit but you know they're all there are a lot of branching paths a lot a lot like at the end of each level you get like all the possible outcomes and it's really cool but my god i mean just from a developer point of view it's a lot of work um, and then one, one last thing here, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, the, uh, oh, Joseph Ferris of Hazelight said, quote, I remember when it came out and a way out, uh, which was still an indie title was the number one game on Twitch. I thought, quote, oh shit, we're fucked. <laughs> Cause you know, he's very, he's very, uh, he's a fuck sailor. the Oscars. Yeah. Fuck the Oscars. Um, but then it sold really well because people saw it and wanted to play it in a way out's case. It was because they wanted to experience it with someone who hadn't seen it on Twitch. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was always of the mind of, you know, sort of if it's like a story-driven game that people would watch it on Twitch and not buy it. So this is really interesting to hear sort of the opposite of that. What do you guys think? Yeah, uh, I remember for a long time people, I, I you know, you see comments, people say, I'm not going to buy that, I'll just watch somebody play it. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting to see it's the other way around. Um, and I just want to say, too, that uh, even something like Gone Home or um, like Firewatch, where there might not be as many branching paths I, there's still something to be said about oh that's how that person experienced it i want to experience it so i don't know i just yeah yeah it's it's weird especially if you're somebody who's like really into those story driven games or or if you're a developer who really likes making those story driven games it's almost like you can't do it just with one story because then otherwise people will only watch it on twitch and then nobody will buy it you know so like I was saying, like you're like almost forced to do all these different branching paths just so people will buy it. I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that has any that? Do you think that's true, Chris? Uh, we saw Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, do that with its latest entry. You know, uh, we saw branching paths in that game, and I, I think that's a good thing for the industry uh, and for stories. You know, making your own stories, making it your own adventure. I love that kind of stuff. Um, and it's unfortunate that YouTube and Twitch kind of takes away from games sometimes. Like, for example, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, when that came out, all the cutscenes were uploaded to YouTube, and then Masahiro Sakurai never did a story mode again because, you know, um, the story was available on online, and he was upset about that, uh, apparently. So, um, it's it, yeah, I just... I, I think the best way to go about this is to embrace Twitch and YouTube 
and insert mechanics to embrace like replayability and maybe include the audience as well. Yeah, people want to be social with their games, so just put some put some social uh, aspects to it, you know, and make it fun to experience to others, and your great your game will benefit from it. And also, I'll say I'll say that I think Stadia, uh, with its system of like you know you can resume the game from the streamer's perspective or the streamer's game, is really interesting, and I think yeah, that will cool. help curb. I forgot about that. Um, curb issues like that in the future. Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see that in practice. I'm not sure how that's going to exactly work. Yeah. But if it works the way it's described, yeah, it's fucking wild. Um, cool. Yeah, so last story here, and then we'll, we'll do some um, listener questions. Um, this is just a quick one here. Uh, Blizzard co-founder Frank Pierce is leaving the company after 28 years. Um, so I've got a story from VG247 here. This is from Stephanie Nunnally. Nunnally? <laughs> um I'm not going to read the whole thing, but yeah, uh, he, let's see, there's a quote, just a second, sorry. Oh, here we go. Uh, quote, this is from uh, Pierce. Uh, my time at Blizzard encompasses the entirety of both my professional career and my adult life, reads a statement from Pierce. I have countless fond, uh, I have countless fond memories. Working with the best developers in the world on one of the best franchises in the world definitely stands out. Uh, even more prominent are my memories of our first BlizzCon, where I uh, realized the special importance of the people and the communities that had become a part of the experience for our players, end quote. Um, so, Chris, before we, uh, before we started recording here, you mentioned something when we were discussing this story quickly. You were just like, what the hell's going on over there? I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, something bad is going on. I mean, you know, he's the guy's been with the company for a really long time, and maybe he's just ready sure. to retire. I don't know, but I th- I think there is something to be said about that. Where yeah, there is some weird shit going on over there. I just I could see creativity being stifled and more restricted. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. And so if they're like, well, if we're just going to be doing this, 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 and this, and things in this these areas, then eh, I'm done. Yeah, and I, I can see a shift because for Blizzard. Like they had a bunch of layoffs uh, earlier this year, I believe it was this year. Yeah, it was at the beginning of the year. Uh, Overwatch has kind of stifled a little bit. It's still going strong, but like it's been losing players. Uh, like I, I, we haven't seen many new games from them for a while, uh, and you know Diablo Eternal kind of had a bad response. So it's kind of did just it? A bad time. Oh no, people like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I think it's just a transitional period for Blizzard, and I think it's telling that you know t- two of the co-founders have left Blizzard now, so there's only one left. Um, so yeah, like it's it's just that time where like maybe Activision's trying starting to take over, seeing the possibility for new IPs or maybe an Overwatch sequel, which I would love. Um, and uh, yeah, like I, I just think uh, Blizzard's in that time where they're like, trying to figure out what they're going to do for the future. Exactly. What if, what if someday Activision takes Blizzard and does the, uh, you know, the whole like NeverSoft route? They like close them down and make them make Call of Duty. That'd maps. be horrible. Yeah, I hope I hope that's not the case. <laughs> that would never so. happen. No, I hope I hope not. That'd be awful. Um, if eventually that's all they did. Yeah, and and one thing too, uh, Pierce, he's not like moving to another company or anything. They're, from the this article, it says as uh, quote as far as his future plans are concerned, for now, Pierce said he will spend more time outdoors, learning to play an instrument, and generally quote devote more time to aspects of his life that uh, many hold on that many not have 
what the fuck? I think this is a typo. Anyway, that he you know couldn't devote time to before. It's the it Switch Lite. The Switch Lite came out. It's coming out. And That's like, what I it need, is. I need to play time. I need to, I need time more time to play the Switch. <laughs> yeah. So he's not like moving to another company. So I don't know. I think maybe he just wanted to retire. But also, yes, there is some weird shit going on at Blizzard um okay so that's it for the news let's take a break and then we'll do a few listener questions and then close the show with what we've been playing we'll be right back all right everybody we are back uh let's dive into some listener questions here uh let me see here i've got one pulled here this is from uh bobby cow Cowdery, I hope I'm saying that right. Oh, and of course, remember, uh, if you want to ask us a question, you can always reach us on Twitter. Uh, every Friday, we post our thread for the for the next week's questions, and you can just respond to that thread with whatever questions you have, uh, gaming-related or, or not, I guess is fine, too. Ask us what our favorite pizza is, or I don't care, anything. Uh, but yeah, we want to keep that interaction going, so thank you to everybody who's asked questions. Um, so yeah, Uh, Bobby asks, is the longer battery life on the new Switch model enough to make you potentially trade and sell your old model for the new model? Uh, We kind of covered that already, but we can just reiterate. Uh, Actually, I don't know if I if I answered that before. So yeah, um, for me, I think yes, it is because I use my switch on the go so much that that longer battery life is like enticing enough. Um, So yeah, I actually think I might do this as yeah i mean at, at minimum it's two hours more i mean that's that's pretty that's good. significant yeah uh i don't really know about the saves system like or your account transferring well i have to have both uh systems with me to do that josh i remember we talked about this probably not um even on the 3ds because i lost my 3ds uh my original 3ds and then i just bought an xl for me to do a system transfer in the 3ds i had without the system there i had to call nintendo and I had to give them my email address, and I had to verify a few purchases, and then I gave them the new serial number of the new system. Um, I don't know how it will be in here. I'm just saying, at minimum, you know, there's a they weren't doing that before, where you had to have the system. Um, I don't know about how, how it works without the system. Um, when my when um, my wife got a switch before that, we only had one, and so we transferred her account and her saves because of Nintendo Switch Online to the new system. Um, but I, I'm sure there's a way to do it without the system, too. Um, That's That would be my only concern, because that was a big pain in the ass with all those 3DSs that would come out. But anyway, to answer your question, Bobby, yes, I would. I think I'm going to buy one. Uh, Josh, you said maybe it's a maybe yeah, for you? Yeah, well, yeah. For, yeah no, for me, it's definitely yes, because uh, okay. I have to replace my controllers anyway. Right. You know? um, and then, Chris, you don't already you don't have one, but you said you're going to be getting <laughs> You, you yeah. said you'll be getting one. Yeah, okay. Um, do you think this is the Switch Pro, like the Switch Pro type leak that was revealed, or do you think we're still going to see something like that? No, I still think we'll see a, a Switch Pro because that this isn't this upgrade here is just for the battery life. It has nothing to do with the the like specs in terms of processing or anything like that. Right. It's go, yeah. it's going to have to, especially with the new systems coming out next year. That we're we're going to have to see a new uh, a Pro. And Nintendo likes to do like mid cycle updates anyway. They right. like, they they they've always done that. Yeah um cool so handhelds yeah yeah uh so we've got two questions here uh from chris ranta 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 okay first question (laughs) oh oh okay well hello what how do you say it one more time ranta ranta all right so chris ranta um said asks uh what is your favorite movie tie-in game and why is it the charlie's angels one (laughs) um 
Let's see. For me, I I, I really liked the uh, Wolverine Origins game. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that game was fun. Yeah, I didn't like the movie, but the game I thought was really cool. Uh, I don't know. That's like the main one that's coming to mind. Mm, what I don't know. What do you guys think? What are some movie tie-in games you like? Some licensed movies. Uh, the Incredibles was really fun on PS2 Ooh. and Xbox. Oh yeah. I, at first, I thought in you were fact, joking, but Disney, yeah. Disney Disney console games in general are always pretty fun. Like Toy Story Three was really fun too. Yeah, yeah. I liked uh, Rise of the Underminer as well. That was a pretty good. Song. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Um, God, I can't really, I can't think of any. I I have one as well. Um, What's that? The Harry Potter games. Really oh yeah, those. yeah, yeah. Those were um, fun. In they fact, were really that was solid. They stopped. Yeah, the PS One games are really nostalgic for me. I think Prison of Azkaban is probably the best one out of all of them. Um, yeah, with good puzzles, um, good storylines, uh, <laughs> and I like the idea of like switching between characters. I love the PS characters. One game too. Yeah, yeah. yeah the even PS1 with Haggard's smashed face. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So I think those games are are really. Oh shit! We're so stupid, guys. What? Lord of the Rings. Those games were so good. Oh, yeah, those yeah. are great. Yeah. 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 But for the Harry- in fact, I was really sad that those never became backwards compatible. Which all it took was EA saying, "Yeah, you can sell that again," and then it would have been backwards. That's all that Xbox needed was like the approval and like licensing. And they said they would maybe licensing with Warner Brothers as well, though. I think. Oh yeah, that's you're right. Warner Brothers right, probably maybe. no, no, no. We don't yeah. care. I remember yeah. uh, going back to Harry Potter that Quidditch game, the Harry Potter Quidditch. I know that's not yes. Quidditch. Yeah, that was really yes, cool. Yes, Quidditch World Cup. Yes. Yeah, so yeah that, that game was good. I don't know that it holds up as well today, but yeah, that's a good no, one. No, I replayed it a few years ago, and it was it was at least fun, but like that was also you know nostalgia, so I don't know. Uh, his his a surprising one. Uh, I remember really liking this game, Over the Hedge. That is oh. a good game. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! It was oh, like yeah. a beat 'em up kind of thing. That's yeah. great. It had cool mini games where like you're you're in a mini golf truck. <laughs> I don't know. It was cool. What wasn't fun mini was Shrek. Shrek, Shrek's treasure hunt. No. I, remember, I remember playing that. Shrek that super good. slam was no. hilarious. God, no. <laughs> All right. Um, and then the next question, uh, Ranta asks, uh, what aspects of Ultimate Alliance 3 are you most looking forward to? I don't know that I can answer this because I already have played it a lot, but what about you two? I am excited for fast-paced, beat-em-up, like, Streets of Rage, Castle Crasher-type vibes, just like I got from Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 and X-Men Legends 1 and 2. And if, if it does even that, then I'm thrilled and excited and having the most fun ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. I'm looking about- forward to the storyline, personally. Um, the storyline sounds really interesting. Um, I, I know it's not going to blow me away, but like I, I just love like a Marvel crossover kind of thing. So like, all, yeah, all like, I'm, I'm looking stories. forward to Wolverine's classic X Men, the animated series from the 1990s outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of the story, well, we'll get into it here shortly. But the story is actually it's pretty good from what I've played. Cool. Um, cool. So let's get into what we've been playing. Um. I haven't been able to do a ton. Um, we finally you go first. You go first, yeah, because uh, Marvel. Yeah, um, I, I haven't been able to do a ton uh, just because uh, we've still been handling uh, Kennedy's move and all that. And then I've just been doing other stuff. Like last night, I went to go see Between the Buried and Me, and they were insane. And as I mentioned before, I think I kicked someone in the head, or what? What did I say? I punched somebody in the head with my foot or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was. I don't know if you, if anybody out there has been to a metal show before, but it is insane. Anyway, I'm really sore right now. Um, okay. So, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, which is a Nintendo Switch exclusive, uh, which I don't even understand how that happened, but I'm not complaining. Um, and, yeah, it's really... It's what you'd expect. Like, you're not going to get jump into this and get this, like, mind-blowing, like, unexpected sort of gameplay. Like, yeah, it's a beat-em-up, and there's, you know, funny writing, and all these characters. So many characters, man. Like, and they and what's really cool about this game is the way that it introduces characters, like, the pace of it. Uh, just when you maybe start to get comfortable with your crew, it throws a new character, several new characters at you. So you're, like, always motivated to keep trying them out. Um... And yeah, you just sort of run through these levels and you, you, there's a ton of enemies to kill and you, you basically always hear your, your crew like talking with one another and, or like you're talking to, um, what's the guy with the eye patch? I always forget his name. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Nick Fury. Yeah. Nick Fury. Nick yeah. Fury. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like it, that's like the, a constant theme in the game. All the characters are always talking with one another and they're always like interacting and it's Sweet. just it's, so it's the opposite of octopath traveler exactly yeah that's a great i know you're trying to be funny but yes exactly um <laughs> in, in terms of the gameplay itself it's to me a little like shallow and repetitive but again you kind of know that going in like do you think that is just part of that genre and that's and that and that's how you feel about that kind of gameplay or do you think like even even among its like peers, this game is boring. You know, I'm just curious about um, that. Both, I think. So uh, this one, I think, so far, I've only put maybe like three hours into it or so. Um, per- so far, it's been particularly repetitive. But but when you look at something like uh, like Diablo, which I think you can compare the two, um, Diablo has a lot more deeper mechanics in terms of the gameplay and like all these different. Uh, items that do different things and e- okay so even with the genre you're saying it's it's a little more yeah but repetitive but, with less, with less depth and right but even diablo it's, at some point i get kind of sick of too in terms of its repetition i think the thing that that this game has going for it is um instead of having like deep uh, systems and like all these uh crazy different amount of weapons and all that to keep things fresh what it instead of ha- having that it has the characters right so like just when you start to get used to your character's uh, move set, and like you maybe start to get tired of it, they'll introduce a new character, and you're like, okay, cool. There's a new character for me to try. Um, mm, okay. So like it, 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 it's kind of a trade off. Like you get more character. Like in Diablo, they don't really have that exactly. I have to ask this too because I actually thought this the other day when I saw you tweet out like, hey, who's playing this this weekend? Which indicated to me like, oh, Joseph's getting this game. Yeah. Weird. Um, I. Could be remembering it wrong, but I I feel like I remember you not being very interested like at all when Chris and I were talking about like, you know like the MCU you know like Avengers coming out and oh, stuff yeah. like that a few months ago. So I'm just curious, do do you not typically like? And I think this is good for our listeners to hear too, but also for my curiosity, are you not usually into like Marvel stuff or the Marvel movies or superhero movies, but you like these games? Yeah, kind of. So I couldn't care less about the MCU movies. Um, which I know is like blasphemous to say, especially especially this I weekend. I got chilled down my spine, dude. Jeez. <laughs> um, I just I, I don't know. I just I, I don't want 
that, that's not the point. But anyway, I know I don't. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to be like, hey, bash something yeah. you don't like, but just I want to know about that distinction. Yeah. What, 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 yeah. So I think superhero movies in general, to me, aren't very interesting, but superhero games are really cool because you get to be the superhero and it's so fun. Like you get to fly around or whatever the superpower is, but like as a movie, it just doesn't to me translate as well. So I think you can totally be into these games and not like the movies at all. Um, okay. And like, and there are certain heroes that I actually really like. Like I, I like uh, Wolverine, I think is cool. And Spider-Man I think is cool. And then they're going to be bringing a lot of DLC characters in like the Punisher. And I really like the Punisher a lot. They're doing a couple of free characters too, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, so yeah, I, I think, and even if you don't like superheroes, I think you could still enjoy this game provided you're playing with another person. That's another thing. Like this game is really co-op centric and um you know it, I, I think there's a lot more enjoyment enjoyment you can get out of this game when playing with a, a friend um and i actually haven't had a chance to try that yet but i've played you know all the other games in co-op and yeah it's a blast that that would that, that you're saying that makes sense do you you think you'd have even more fun if you played with kennedy yeah although she doesn't like superheroes either so i'm just like Ugh, i'm trying to like find somebody to play online with um i heard the camera's pretty bad though like when you're playing with multiple people, like it's oh. hard to see which character you're playing as or whatever. Right? So that's what yeah, because game explain. Yeah, because you're all on the same screen. You don't you don't individually have your own. Uh, like yeah, your own this, this yeah. is exciting though. It sounds like the biggest flaws that this game has are flaws that you might already be expecting from this kind oh, of game. Exactly. Yeah. Like like. So that's cool. After putting three hours into the game, I'm like nothing. None of that was surprising. Uh, the issues were expected. Uh, the other, the other thing too. I wish it was a little bit more open in terms of the structure of the levels. Like it's really linear, and you have like a map on screen. So there's basically no, there's no opportunity for you to get lost or anything like that, or like have to try to figure out. Like I don't know. I just wish they would have done more in terms of uh, getting through, like maybe puzzles or something else to sort of. Uh, right. Offset, offset. Just the fact that you're just beating up enemies all the time, you know. But at the same time, yeah. for me, that's a positive because I love. Ge- I like to play games sometimes where, like, I just turn my brain off and just yeah, you know, get, yeah. get through the game. Right, like that's yeah, exactly. And that's this kind of game. So, like, if you're right. ever just you just want to like put on a podcast and just run through something. And I yeah. was playing Diablo three and my brother one time, and I haven't played a lot of Diablo three. But like we had, I, I had so many questions about like what does this item do? What does I had to like pause it? We had to talk for a few minutes. Oh yeah, and like that was kind of like it was hurting my enjoyment. Like that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to play this game where we're just running around destroying shit. You know exactly. So yeah, this is great for uh, a lot of audiences. Great for people who like Marvel movies. Great for people who like superhero games. Great for casual people. You know, it's sort of almost like a party game in a way because it's just so easy to jump in and just pick. A so character. this is a natural home for the Switch then. Yeah, too, it sounds like it's something. Like it was it was good. Nintendo decided to fund the game development. Right. So uh, one other thing I just wanted to touch on just because I think this is funny. Um, there's this game Outer Wilds that everybody's been talking about. It's on Xbox and PC. And I've really, really been wanting to play it, so I bought it on Epic Game Store. I got ready to play it, and as soon as I jumped into the game, it was like unplayable because my uh. my computer couldn't run it. Um, <laughs> it's like the the frame rate was like two, like I it, it was like comically bad. So then I'm like, okay, what what can I do? So I like turn down the settings, everything down to the lowest setting, jump back into the game, and the frame rate was noticeably better. It was like a ten. 
Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, all right, I need a better computer. So I had to shelve that. So basically, yeah, all I got to really play this week was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. But yeah, uh, I think I, I think Marvel Ultimate Alliance is fun. I'm, I'm going to keep playing it. I think it's, uh, it's great. It's like junk food game. So yeah. Um, all right, Chris, tell us about this Teppen game because I'm so curious about it. Okay, so I was kind of curious about it too. I'm not too much of a Capcom guy, but you're not as much of a like a Marvel guy, a superhero guy. Um, but I really like the gameplay of this um, mobile game. I was really surprised. So basically, it's a Capcom crossover card game. It's like a collectible card game in the vein of um, Hearthstone and uh, Elder Scrolls card game, right? But the 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 twist with this with Teppen is that it's five minute battles, so it's super quick, super fast. You can get through multiple games quickly, and I I love how fast this feels. Like you have to react to um, cards that have been laid down on the on the field, and basically um, you have to time your attacks. Really, you have to time like your card placements. Um, with strategy in mind so basically the whole idea is that you have three slots in front of you and like Yu-Gi-Oh you have life points so like if there's like an empty slot the person that's attacking um takes life points away from you right right and each card has its own effects so like for example um it can heal the the cards uh, surrounding it the characters surrounding it or it can give you, the player, um, uh, some health back, right? And each hero that you play has a different style to it. So I was playing as Mega Man X, or X, right? <laughs> and his style is, like, more healing-focused. And with, um, and, like, your cards have different effects. So, like, if you um, start to heal one character, um, the others get a a boost right so it kind of stacks and it's really interesting to see that strategy come come to play and each kind of character like ryu wesker um morgana um oh, what morgana i think her name is from dark stalkers um there's the, they have all their different kind of decks that are colored and they have different kind of like strategies you have to follow so um it, it's it's interesting to play it's kind of like a fighting game in a way because they everyone has their own specific um, abilities and attributes, and um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And the story mode's kind of interesting too. It's very basic, but like I I love the art style, um, and I like the voice acting of the game, and it's it's presented in a really fantastic I'm, way, which really surprised me for a mobile title. I'm kind of basic, and I think I have good art style, so I think that that's okay. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but so, so this game, did you get? Are you covering this for a site or something, or are you just playing it on? Oh no, no, I was just, I was just playing it on my own. Um, I might do a review for Rapid Reviews UK. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Um, so yeah, uh, see, uh, just uh, keep keep <laughs> keep an eye on, on my Twitter page to see if I'll do a review for it or not. I'm a bit busy right now with my uh, part time job, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, how it goes. Cool. Um, so, what uh, what else have you been playing? So yeah, I bit I tried to. I'm trying to figure out what to put my time into right now, as like the summer is kind of like, made, <laughs> like it's made it a bit 
empty you know like there's not many games to play right now because there's not many releases so i've been playing a streets of rage 2 on the genesis collection uh for the first time actually and i I was surprised by it because like i i don't typically play beat-em-ups because they're really basic there's not much to do you know and but for some reason streets of rage 2 got me (laughs) because all the different enemies have their own specific quirks to them or um, patterns that you have to fight against. Um, I like the the weapons that you pick up, like a knife or a, a pole. <laughs> and um, the art style is really great, actually, for, for despite its age, right? I think it's oh, yeah. um, aged really well. Uh, so yeah, like it's it's a really tough game too because you, you have to fight against these bosses and they're, they're tough to figure out. Um, but yeah, like I, I've loved the game so far. I think I got like halfway through and then I'm, I'm, I've only got one life left. So I probably have to go through the whole game again. Uh, oh man. So I've been having fun with Streets of Rage too. And there are no save states, right? No, no. Yeah. You can make save states in the, um, in the collection for PS4. Oh, okay. Which comes with like over 40 Genesis games, which is Jesus. really cool. Yeah. And I, 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 I'll actually talk about that a bit actually. So, uh, the the Genesis collection has a lot of great features to to add to your visual experience. So for me, when I was playing Streets of Rage two, I uh, multiplied the pixel rate by four times, and it looks gorgeous on, on my screen. So that, that, is that, that great? Is that kind of like uh, pixel perfect mode on the the SNES classic? Kind of, yeah. But I I, I put it to widescreen, which I know is heresy, but <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> It, it looks great with the four times pixel mode, uh, which kind of like multiplies the resolution. Whenever anybody says it's not how you're supposed to play like an old game, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I just this is how I want to play it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you can add scan lines and stuff like that, and I like. Oh how man! You can save oh neat, states, neat. So yeah, like, That's it's, funny. it's a great Chris, collection. And I think do you have access? Try do, do you have a PSVR or do you have access to one? I don't, unfortunately. Okay, so I, I just want to say this so that when you do have a PSVR or if you get access to one and for our audience, my favorite thing about this game um, on PS4 is, and you can, maybe you can do this at PC too, I, I don't know, but I know you can do this in the PS4 version. You can play that in PSVR, which people might be like, okay, yeah, you can do that with non-VR games too. No, check this out. You can you can walk around that room That's where cool. the Genesis is, and you can, yeah. this is the craziest fucking thing. You can sit in front of that TV and play the game on it. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. I'm not even kidding. That's the craziest thing ever, and it's like just a free thing they put in the game, but it's so cool. That's awesome. Um, and cool. this, like, it's so expansive with the graphic styles that you can actually make it look curved, the TV. Oh, my so God. It looks like oh, as cool. if you're playing a retro game like in, in person. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I've been playing Judgment. Uh, which is the new game from the Yakuza team and Sega. Uh, yeah, like I'm, I've actually surprised by the game. Like I'm, I'm interested in the storylines of these characters. Um, it has a lot of personality to it, and I, I like the combat so far. It feels very visceral. Um, I like how the, your character interacts with the environment, and you can pick up a bike and bloody combo from it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. You can that's pick pretty up goddamn cool. You can pick up basically like anything, like pots for, with plants in them, or like yeah. all these different things that are scattered around the world to just like beat the shit out of people with. It's so over the top. <laughs> um, yeah. have, you, have you gotten to any boss battles yet? Not yet. I'm okay. only about an hour or two in. So, okay. Yeah, there is. 
I was playing one of the Yakuza games and there was a boss battle in it and it was actually really complex. It was almost like a fighting game. Um, like a 3D fighting game. So uh, when when you get to a boss battle, maybe next week you can talk you can talk about it more. For sure. Um, but uh, a few games have come into my grasp recently. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And, okay. Uh, Devil May Cry Five. So I don't know. Maybe I'll play a bit of Judgment, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so I know I know you had a couple other games you wanted to talk about here, but we have we got to move on because we're, we're yes, running really exactly. long. Uh, Josh, uh, tell us what you've been playing, and then we'll close out the show. Okay, um, so I'm still playing through Plague Tale Innocence and Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and Dr. Mario World. Nothing new to report on them. They're, you know, all still great. And I'm making steady progress. Um, I watched The Lion King. I know this is a games podcast. I just wanted to say quickly that I really liked it. <laughs> if you're a fan of the original, you should go watch it because it's fucking awesome. Okay. Um, all right. Anyway, the one thing I actually want to talk about is I've been playing the Gears 5 uh, beta. Oh, um, yeah. Gears 5 tech test, what they're calling it. Um, that's what I actually wanted to talk about. That's why I just quickly went through the other things. Um, this is really great. It's really fun. It's fucking gorgeous. It's beautiful. It is everything I want from Gears of War. Um, it's, it's sharp. Um, it, 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 it's, it's snappier and sharper and, uh, it, it, even more responsive than Gears of War was on four and, and, and back. And like those games were already, um, they're, they're, they're improving on things that are already good and making things better. It's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a very very good the co- the coalition is is great. They're a great developer. And for those unaware, the coalition are uh, people that were at Epic Games that worked on Gears of War that wanted to keep working on Gears of War when Epic went to go just become a Fortnite company. Um, so um, <laughs> sadly, I mean yeah. I like Fortnite, but <laughs> same thing as uh, Ubisoft, like with Tom Clancy, like hey, you should do other stuff too. But uh, it's it's really good. Uh, the beta is happening until Tuesday. Day, I think. I think till Tuesday, the 23rd. I might be... Might, I think it's Tuesday. Anyway, and they're doing a second uh, beta thing as well, I believe, in like a week or two. Um, to play it, you either need uh, Game Pass or just have pre-ordered the game. Um, cool. So, yeah, that uh, that's great that they're giving people multiple options to get in. Um, yeah, so, that's really cool. So, but the the test, I mean, it's, a, it's online. It's versus, right? Competitive multiplayer yeah it's so it's uh it's 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 like team deathmatch king okay. of the hill and then the new the new mode escalations okay and how did it work how did it work in terms of connection did, did or like did you um, run into it, any it, it, problems like that no it's, it's it's been pretty good uh my first match took me like a minute or two to get in but other than that they were pretty it was pretty just like okay match over the, the normal kind of turnaround time you know in a match i did see people talking about connectivity issues online a little bit but I mean, it's it's a beta. You're gonna have some issues, but um, yeah. Overall, though, no. Just just the my first match took a few minutes to get into, but after that, it was pretty seamless. And um, and yeah. will any of your progress in this carry over to the main game? Do you know? Um, I did. I did remember reading that you'll get rewards and get stuff in the in the when the game when it comes out for participating. Okay. So that's, that's I always get really excited when betas do that. Like, yeah, it's cool to get to play the game early, but like you're, you know, or a feature early or a mode early, but like you know, give me something fun too. Yeah. So cool. Um, yeah. and that's out in September, right? The the full release. Uh, yeah, I believe September sixth, if I'm not mistaken. And then if you have Game Pass Ultimate, or if you buy the Ultimate version of the game, then you get it four days early. So I'm so excited. I'm still gonna buy it to support, you know, the game, but like I'm gonna, I'm not gonna buy the Ultimate version. I'm just gonna get to play that quote unquote in the you know game pass ultimate cool 
Awesome. All right. Um, so cool. Yeah, that's what we've been playing. Uh, that about rounds out the episode here. Let's do some um, housekeeping stuff, and then we'll plug, and then we'll say goodbye. So you can find our show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, at ActiveQuestShow, which you definitely should do that, um, especially if you want to write in um, your questions so we can read them on the on the, each episode. Um, you can support us on pay, uh, Patreon. We've got our uh, dollar tier. You can toss us a buck if you like what we're doing. Um, and then we have uh, our shirts that you can buy on Teespring. Um, there's a lot of really cool designs there, different color yeah. palettes and stuff. Thank you, Chris, I just again. bought one. Oh, did you really? Oh, man, now I have yep. to get one. I think I might buy one. <laughs> yeah, I need to get one. How does that work? Where, does that money go? <laughs> we just put that money right back in our pocket? Or how does that work? <laughs> a little bit. I think we make two or three bucks from it. Yeah, yeah. Huh, that's funny. Um, awesome. So, Josh, where can people find you online when you're not on ActiveQuest? Uh, Twitter at Mr. Josh Nichols and Twitch at twitch.tv slash jerkjersh77. Do you have anything you're going to be streaming coming up? Um, I am definitely going to be streaming uh, some Gears 5 beta stuff. And I might, I don't know, I'm going back and forth on getting Wolfenstein um, at release. Not because I don't want oh my God. so much shit to play. I forgot about that. The, the what is it, Cyber Pilot? Cyber Pilot and Young Youngblood Blood. both come out on the 26th, I believe. Shit. Which I think is the same day that Fire Emblem comes oh, out. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm saying shit. Uh. And I'm also not getting Fire Emblem at release. Now, again, I love Fire Emblem. It's going to be fucking awesome, but like, I just have I just have too much to play. Oh, man. I can't keep up. God. And honestly, everybody always says because of work, but like, no, even if I didn't work, I, there's, there's no way. Oh, yeah. I just couldn't. There's just too much to play. You just blew my mind so, reminding me about Wolfenstein. You I have totally... Two, you have three, two huge games and one pretty big game, the VR one. Coming out in five days. Yeah, you're welcome. Great. Uh, so. <laughs> cool. So now that I know my wallet is going to be in tears, uh, Chris, where can people find you when you're not on ActiveQuest? So you can find me at PanwellWrites on Twitter. I'm not writing much right now, unfortunately, but um, I'll get around to it eventually uh, as I get used to my new part-time <laughs> job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel um, you, man. Yeah, uh, on Twitter you can find me on Twitch at Down Up Destiny. Um, I'll be doing some extra life stuff, I'm sure soon. You can check out my extra life page as well. Um, I'll probably in- include a link to that uh, on the description from now on. Cool. Uh, so yeah, and also I'm working. I'm still working on that interview uh, series uh, with game characters. First one's going to be Sora. Second one, I think, is going to be Kratos. So awesome. Look out yeah. For that. Yeah, that just takes a while getting the the VO and everything edited. And yeah, stuff, I've got so. all the VO ready. I just got to do my own VO, um, and then uh, it should be good to go. Awesome, um, cool. And then with me, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Joseph Yaden, uh, and uh, on PlayStation Lifestyle covering news. Um, don't really have anything yet, but I'll you'll, you'll definitely hear my thoughts on Fire Emblem, um, and I guess Wolfenstein Youngblood. Now I totally forgot about that. Uh, um, on next week's show, I'll try to make sure I can get through also some of that uh, next weekend. Wolfenstein for you and our listeners. Wolfenstein Youngblood's like thirty bucks too, so that's really yeah, cool. it's a it's a budget title, so yeah, because it's shorter. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, awesome. All right, so that's been episode thirty of Active Quest. Thank you everybody so much for listening. Um, you guys have been awesome, and yeah, we'll see you next week for episode thirty-one. Take care. Mm-hmm.